So my full name is Denitra. And he was like, hey, Denitra, or should I say Donnie Wiggins from the Social Proof Podcast? Delete the whole damn profile you should. right now. It just made me. It scared you. It, it shook me a little bit. I don't know if I was scared, but I was like, Ugh. welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. I am here where we give you the raw, uncut version of all topics around entrepreneurship, personal development, relationships. We get juicy around here. I'm not bringing you any fluff. I want to hear from entrepreneurs and I want you to hear from the entrepreneurs, the real on their lives. And I got one of the rawest in the game sitting next to me right now. Uh, your girl is, y'all Y'all have heard of her before, okay? She is loud to death and make sure that her voice is heard in all rooms. Let's give it up for Sonia Lewis, Miss Student Loan Doctor. I'm excited and nervous to be here. Why are you nervous? We don't know what's going to come out, but we know it's going to be good. Ah. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Right, right, right. So we don't know what's going to come out both ways. So I love it. I love this it. This is good. This is good. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. What have you been hiding from the world? Oh, just going to go right in. No chasers. <laughs> Jesus. What have I been hiding from the world? What have you been hiding from mm. the world? This is good. Um, I think that I've been hiding that I have a couple personalities. Really? Does it sound weird? Like clinically? No. Well, who knows? Well, the thing is, I think that there's a uh, there's an IG personality, right? Okay. That I think we have to live up to when we're in this world. Then I think there's Sonia, right? That I think mm -hmm. some people know. And then I'm super, super spicy. Her name's Sasha. Sasha. And Sasha's been having this urge to really come out a lot lately. But mm -hmm. I just don't know, like, if the world is ready for that version. Okay, who do I know? Mm. Well, I think you know Sonia. Okay. And I think you've seen... The student loan doctor. Okay. I, I see the student loan doctor online. Yes. For sure. In real life, we vibe. So That's Sonya. I got Sonya. Tell me about Sasha. She is spicy as ever. Like, like swinging about, from chandeliers or. Well, not, 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 not promiscuous. <laughs> no, well, but that, that don't have to be promiscuous. Yeah. No, um, that was the college version. No, I think, <laughs> no, I think this version of Sasha is very like, I don't give a. Uh, uh. Yeah. About what though? A lot, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes about this whole entrepreneurship thing. Mm. Um, I think about, um, I think the money has changed me a bit. Oh. Yeah. For the bad? A little bit. Okay. Um, I, I had these moments where like, uh, it's really bad out loud, but it's like, I don't got to live like that. Like, and I just know, like I could pay my way out of something. I know it's so bad out loud. I told you, but she lives. So I think the the world doesn't know that version because I do a really good job of keeping her like in the tuck. But why are we hiding her? Is this so? Is is Sasha who you want to be more of? Just a little, because uh -huh. I think that uh, as I get older, my patience is less. Um, I think that it is needed to come out because I feel like as you grow in business, as a as a leader, as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. um, well, not even just entrepreneur, a business owner, I think that she needs to come out to play a little more. Okay. I've learned that. So I'm nervous because I know that I have the personality type where I go from zero to 10 and I just stay at 10. Mm. I don't come back home for a while. Mm. Yeah. You are always <laughs> on go for sure. Like even a student loan doctor and Sonya, you are always on go. Yeah. So I like who gets to meet Sasha? Well, if you're if we're dating, she comes out, you know, <laughs> um, I think that person gets to meet her. Um, I think my team um, I think 
Sasha Flair's. I can't deal with like um, people that are that. Mm, let me say this professionally correctly. I, I can't deal with people that don't think. Mm-hmm. So so there's incompetence. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. I feel you on that, though. I have no room for that. Yeah. I I have patience for people who still need to learn and understand. But I have a very, very, very short fuse for, like, just dumb stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, So... I've seen recently in my business structure, I'm I'm very more likely to let you go if that keeps showing up. Whereas I, even if we've been together for years, like I just don't have the tolerance anymore. Mm. Are you still slow? Mm. See, that, that, that's not good. Like I have a lot of monologues that go in my head all day. <laughs> <laughs> so you out here this year, how many people have you fired? We're just getting started. Um, huh? This year. Well, it was more so last year. Last year, I think it was about two or three. Okay. Maybe three. Why? They just couldn't get with the program. Couldn't keep up. And I'm not difficult, but I think for me, where I want to go and where the brand is headed, we don't have any room for slowness mm-hmm. or delayed mm-hmm. or incompetent or lazy or just things that don't fit the brand. Mm-hmm. So you must go. Tell me about what you do, Sonia. So I have a business called The Student Loan Doctor. Um, we're known to be the first African-American woman-owned student loan repayment company in the country. Now, the challenge is, um, I think a lot of people think we can just, you know, do magic and make loans disappear off of credit, and mm-hmm. it's not that. But I am really, really proud that this past year we've got over $5 million in loan forgiveness for our people. So I'm really excited. I wake up every day happy. So you're not really deleting loans no. for people. And I think that's what a lot of people expect. Like yeah. Anybody in the credit res- repair space or in this space where you're in, they think that you're doing the work and what you're really doing is educating people on how to do it for themselves. That but more so there's so many programs that people don't take advantage of. It's it's ridiculous. But but there's a few reasons like either you just don't know mm-hmm. you think that it's just not for you or mm-hmm. you tried something before and it didn't work. Mm. Literally, I was going back and forth with this woman and she came to introduce herself to me here in Atlanta at an EYL conference. It was funny. She would go back and forth with me on social media. And I said, listen, all I need you to do is consolidate your loans, then send the paperwork again. You'll mm-hmm. be fine. She finally took my advice right before the deadline. Mm-hmm. Guess how much she got forgiven? How much? 220000 Dang. For one application. Now, what if I didn't keep going back and forth with her? Because I really didn't have the time. But I knew she was scared because she had got rejected so many other times. What about if your student loan and I'm, you know, I'm not asking for myself, but what about if your student loans are no longer reporting on your credit report? Is there something that you need to do to still get them forgiven? Well, if you reengage them and they come back, mm-hmm. they're going to come back once you reengage them. OK, um, so I think you're you're 100 percent entrepreneur at this mm-hmm. space. You have a nonprofit yet? Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. yes. So we can talk offline, but I think every entrepreneur should have a nonprofit arm mm-hmm. to attach their forgiveness to. And and how long have you been an entrepreneur? More than 10 years, about 12 years. So if you would have knew this from the beginning, but again, it's information we didn't know. Yeah. You would have been right along with everybody else with forgiveness. How do you know? Did you have an issue with student loans? I knew because this is my professional background before the student loan doctor. Mm. So remember, I used to work at a college in financial aid and advising. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. So you had a real corporate job and you were around oh, yeah. here just terminating people because they need oh, they yeah. need a little bit more guidance. I just finished like my doctorate in like June. Like I really do this. You're still now, in school. Well, yes, I was in school. Took okay. a hiatus. Um, I just have to finish up the uh, dissertation. Okay. And 
the, the challenge is for me, the student loan doctor was just a consultant practice at first. It wasn't mm-hmm. like even supposed to be big. It was okay. just like, I wanted some extra money because I knew what I was doing. But my dissertation was on how the student loans affect African-American women. Mm-hmm. And so I really love this school stuff. Like, I love it. But when the student loan doctor took off and I put it on pause, I was like, I like this income. Right. Better. Right. Um, and then I just capitalized a space that nobody wanted to go in. Where did you get the money to start your business? Me, I didn't have any capital, no investors. Um, no, I literally, I, I hustle. I still, I still don't really play with business credit and capital that much. And I think I have to get through that and over that this year. You're so you are missing out. Oh no, I know how to access yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. But you know what? I'm gonna be truly honest. I have to work through this, and I do talk to my therapist about this. I don't ever, because I was in debt at one point really bad. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to go back there. I don't sleep well. Mm-hmm. It flares my lupus. So so just imagining taking all that money again, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, that really does something to me mentally. Yeah. So um, I like cash-flowing things, and I know it doesn't. It's not beneficial, obviously. Right. Um, but I have to work through that. And I don't be feeling pressure. No, I feel you on you that. Know? So <laughs> I don't know how much of my story you know, but I went through the first recession mm-hmm. of my lifetime as an adult um, back in that 2008 to 2010 yes. period. And I lost everything. Like mm-hmm. foreclosed on my home, cars repossessed, everything gone. And um, credit couldn't save me at that time. I didn't know how to use credit at right, that right. time, right? But my credit obviously went straight to hell as a result of that. And when I finally started making some money and finally started getting my life together, um, I convinced myself that I was living this cash only lifestyle. Like I'm the queen of cash walking around here. It's not wise. Walking around here sounding extra stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it was just a lack of understanding. If we're being totally honest, it was was a lack of understanding about how to leverage it. And I literally just learned how to bet. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet MGM. Simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion one fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Average credit in the last five years, yeah. like for real. So I, so I have it. It's available. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I start to play with it, I don't sleep the same. It's not paid off. Mm-hmm. And so um, there are some big projects that I want to do this year. Mm-hmm. And so I know I have to work through this headspace like ASAP. Yeah. But to be really honest with you, and I was talking to David about this, I'm at a space where I don't feel like I have to keep up and compete like I was, I think, a few years ago. 
Hmm. A few years ago, you know, I bought the Lamborghini and I moved to Miami. Every day was a movie. And I don't feel like I'm necessarily in that same headspace. Wait, you moved from Philly Mm -hmm. to Miami. Mm -hmm. Why? Well, okay. There's a few reasons. There was someone I was dating that that was like enticing to be up under him a little more, to be totally honest. And then second, um, my asthma had gotten so bad in the pandemic in Philly. I don't know what was changing air. I don't know. Okay. I found that every time I went to go visit Florida to visit him, I I breathed like no other. Like I, my lungs was like, girl. And so if you have anybody that's listening that has asthma, they know what I'm talking about. Like Mm -hmm. you're body is going to do different things in different climates mm-hmm. so I remember calling my doctor on FaceTime like I think I need to move here she was like well won't you just stay a little longer and see if you're really having a, a nice reaction so I did an Airbnb for a few months and I'm like I don't want to breathe anywhere else <laughs> and for me because as a public speaker and someone that's online and doing conferences when asthma is bad I can't talk gotcha. or I'm coughing every 10 seconds and and it's just weird. So long story short, I was like, let me just live here. Okay. So my health has gotten a lot better since I've moved there. Mm-hmm. And maybe my mental health too, because coming from Philly to sun in Florida mm-hmm. to a Lamborghini being a normal thing to drive mm-hmm. versus me having to keep my 45 on me in Philly. Mm. There's two different like there's two different mental health things that are happening there. Well, talk <laughs> to me about it because it sounds like you were dealing with a little bit of imposter syndrome when you bought all of this, like when you. Yeah. So when I decided to move to Florida, um, my money had changed significantly around the same time. And I. From what to what, though? Well, I think when I was in Philly, I was doing maybe about 30 to 40,000 a month. OK. Then they had the main responsibilities, just a few team members. Um, and then when I moved to Florida, it was maybe like between one and one fifty thousand a month. OK. It had just changed. Significantly. Yeah. Okay. So now that money is changing, I needed to hire more people because yeah. now we need to fulfill different things. I don't like talking directly to people. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then I was like, I want to take advantage of this Florida lifestyle. If you go to Miami, like you're in somebody's movie, you just you're mm. not. It's you. If you live there, you have to literally remind yourself you have to still work. When I first moved there, my first month of living there, I literally was having mimosas every morning on my own. <laughs> With At my home? Vers- yes, with my Versace robe, <laughs> and my pool was like right there, like child. Like, were you doing the Instagram videos and stuff? I think I was a little bit, but I just was so like mesmerized by the whole thing. Yeah, and luckily I had cash flow that sustained still, but. I was like, girl, you can't. This is not sustainable. You can't live. It's so easy to fall in the <laughs> trap of like getting to a place in your life and then not being able to stay focused on the no. main thing. Who were you listening? So when, when you moved to Miami, you bought this Lamborghini, yeah. who were you watching or listening to? Well, I mean, my, my good friend is Nehemiah. Shout out to so, Neo. It's his fault. He put me in the Lamborghini. He made me drive his Urus over the Miami Bridge. Perfect, beautiful weather day. And I was like, I want one. Wait, what did he do? Ship his his uh, He shipped Lamborghini? all his cars down okay. for a conference. Okay. And um, he was like, just drive this one. He knew, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was so doing. So I drove and I was like, I don't want to drive nothing else because I'm a girl that loves cars. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what I got to do to get one? He's like, oh, all you got to do is, he's like, you could do that by your birthday, which was like eight months later. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll do it in 30 days. He was like, you ain't no beast like that. You're not going to do it. I was like, yes, I will. And I did do it. Mm-hmm. So I know that about myself. If you tell me I can, I will. Yeah. So um, so I, I think the car still brings me joy. I swear I have it. I, 
I don't know. It's not the same joy it initially brought me. So what car would bring you joy right now? You, I heard you talking to someone earlier and you said something you that's change. nice and paid off. See, again, I just I think for me, I'm I'm out of the the like the show me phase. I think for me, um, I don't know. Is it a G wagon? It's paid off. Is it a I don't know. I don't actually really honest with you. I don't I'm. I'm moving out of that headspace of cars. I have had a lot of cars. Like when I did Toro, mm-hmm. I had 11 cars. Mm-hmm. Like right now I have four. Like I, I think I'm a little, my favorite though still is my Tesla. Mm. Let me ask I'll you. I'll never get rid of so, my Tesla. <laughs> I remember um, I was driving a Chevy Equinox mm-hmm. for years. Yes. Right. Even as a very successful entrepreneur. That was me with the Camry. And, <laughs> right. And I let David, like you let Neo, I let David convince me that I have to get another car. You got to get another car. It's time for you to get. I just bought a Mercedes. Okay. And I bought a Mercedes SUV and it's not the G wagon. It's not the base baseline, but I bought a Mercedes SUV. The only reason I bought that car, Sonia, well, David was trying to convince me that I needed it. Um, I don't succumb to peer pressure. I had a mentor two years before David that said, you are not, your money is going to stay the same until you get another car. Like the story is not believable. This is literally his words. The story isn't believable. You can't be riding around in this Chevy Equinox. And uh, you're talking about, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars at that time. And so what ended up happening was this was in 2020. This was Mm -hmm. not long ago. Mm -hmm. My daughter finally got her driver's license at 18 years old. Gave her. And um, for Christmas, I just on a whim decided to go buy her Mercedes SUV, oh. right? So I pull up to the Mercedes dealership. I'm in my my Chevy Equinox and I go in. I'm like, I want that car. I don't have a whole lot of time for dealerships. Give me that car. And the guy says, the salesperson says, are you going to trade in your Chevy? Are we doing a trade in? And I said, oh, no, that's my car. This one's for my daughter. And he looked up and he said, you going to be driving a Chevy Equinox and your child's driving a Mercedes truck? I was like, yeah. He was like, that makes sense to you? Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Let me get another one then. And I bought myself <laughs> uh-huh. a Mercedes too. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret it. I mm-hmm. pay for them very easily. And again, right. like we talk about being on the other side of having experienced financial loss. Like I kept cars that were no brainers for me to pay for. Right, right, you right. could pay for that Chevy, Chevy Equinox 10 times before, you know, it's a panic, mm-hmm. right? Um, so now we got these two Mercedes car notes and it's totally fine. Um, but this year I want to buy a Lamborghini yours. You should just take mine. I'm like, I want, <laughs> I want to buy, I do. I want to buy a Lamborghini yours, but you're making me feel some kind of way. Am I now just trying to do it because I want to keep up with somebody well, or I do I like that, the car? You know, the thing is, so you're here in Atlanta with everyone and I, so the, Okay. You're here in Atlanta around it all day, every day with people that look like you, your peers, your friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And they may have Lambos and Rolls Royces and things of that nature. So you may naturally just be seeing it more and you may be comfortable with seeing it and you might feel the vibe for it. Yeah. For me, um, I was telling David that the Euros for me was like a key, like a door opener in Miami. Mm -hmm. There's nowhere I can pull. There's nowhere that I cannot pull up to right now. And they need not know who I am. I'm going to get the best table. I don't have no reservations when I pull up. That's the thing. I've been trying it out. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really a thing. Like it definitely starts the conversation. Oh yeah. It changes the conversation. Oh, it changes the conversation. I mean, even in, in my car now, right. When I was driving the Chevy Equinox, I pull up and you treat it real basic. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of helped that I look nice. So mm-hmm. I wasn't treated like basic, basic. Right. But you're still a little basic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And 
Now, just pulling up and what I pull up in now, the conversation is different. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what it would be in a Lamborghini. But no, I don't think for me that I'm keeping up with any image. The condo building that I live in, everybody drives something that's ridiculous. Right. It's like I'm the baby in the building. Mm -hmm. Um, I just genuinely love that freaking vehicle. Oh, it is my favorite car. Now, let me tell you, I do know how to make it do it. Like I've Mm -hmm. learned my car. Um, And I know... Because I have a need for speed, I know how I how much of a limit I can push in that car. I compare it a lot to my Tesla because I upgraded my Tesla to go zero to sixty in three seconds. So I like I know how to do these the most. <laughs> I know how to pick people to race. Yeah, I've actually have gotten people to ask me like, "Pull over, I want to date you" because I beat them on the highway. It's not good. Um, <laughs> but Wait. and as a woman in that car, you let me say something. First off, you ain't gonna have no bad day. You own yours. And literally, if I feel like I'm having one, what I do is I just um, I just go get in my car and I drive around maybe about five blocks. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be six opportunities for me to talk to six different men. Six opportunities. Yeah. Like every stop sign is opportunity. Like men literally want to get out their car and get in yours. Like I've had this guy almost have his head out the entire window. <laughs> like, And then I'm like, oh, no, I'm like, I'm OK. I'm good. Are you, you know? single? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, sort of, no. I'm dating. Um, How many people are you dating? I'm dating. Um, I mean, more than one? It's one. So um, the thing is, it's... It's it, one. Hey, hey, are you... This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. You a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media. You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client. Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news 
It's just $37 a month. So hurry up. Send me the text. I'm looking for it now. Is it? So I have friends. Okay. I have friends. Um, I'm dating one. You know, dating and friends is different. Yeah. So I'm dating one. Um, I have friends. I think what I'm at, and this is going to sound so whatever, but girl, I'm scared. Like, I think that as a woman that earns a lot of money mm-hmm. and is so public on like social media, mm-hmm. um, I have to like strongly vet whoever my friends are even. Mm. I I don't I don't want you to know where I live. Yeah. We could be friends and you could come into town and you'll never know where I live. Mm. I you do not know where I live unless we are like I need to know your social. So you know, where I live. You know <laughs> like, recently um there's been a lot of weird stuff happening. The more visible the social proof podcast, which I'm also the co-host is, mm-hmm. of, um, the more visible we become there, obviously, the more people recognize us and the more people who recognize you opens the door for more foolery. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and lately I have been having the same conversation with myself. Like, do you still have to like I never imagined being a woman? I know that men deal with this all the time where they kind of have to qualify and see, do you want me for me or my money? And do you like me? Do you want to hang with me or for my money? I never thought that I would be a woman that had to think about are people in my life because of my status? Like, are the people around me yeah. genuinely around me? Do you deal with that? Yes. So, but I'm also, I also have a lot of discernment. Okay. And so I, if I feel like you're opportunist, a little alarm goes off. Okay. And I will remove myself. I don't have those people around me, though, praise God, because I, I, I can tell. It's very, you can see it. But I think, though, wait, are you dating? Are you dating? Yeah. Dating. Are yeah. you with someone or are you dating? See, first of all, this is your episode. Okay. Not mine. Well, they're very good. We'll let her move along. Um, no, no, we don't have to. So, you know, I, because um, I try to keep up with you, but then, like, I, then I lose it and I come back. I am definitely dating, okay. right? Um. I'm dating. Yeah. It's fine. We can put a period. But here's yeah. the here's the challenge though. You're becoming super visible, right? Mm-hmm. So do you feel like when you go to the market, the mall, do you feel like people just now know who you are? Especially yeah, here so in Atlanta. It's not um it's not like I'm I have a crowd of people following me around or knowing who I am, but in a crowd of people, occasionally there's one or two or three people who know. And then there are some people who are brave enough to come and speak. Yeah. And then there's other people that just look at you in smile. a way and smile that, you know, they, they they've recognized yeah. you. Um, what I have been doing. You know what is so funny? So full transparency. I got on the dating app Bumble, right? Oh, oh. Have you been on any dating apps? Black. BLK. So I'm on black. It's foolery. Well, I don't use my real name. No, the available option. My message says, but you're the student loan doctor. And I got off. Right. So <laughs> I was on I've, I was on Bumble. Um and this guy sends me a message and um it wasn't Bumble, it was Hinge oh, because Hinge. I didn't have to message him first. He sends me this message and he was like, hey, Donnie Wiggins. No, he said, um, because my name is my full name yeah. on the dating app, right? Oh. My full name is Denitra. Oh. Don't be trying to swipe right on me now, right? So my full name is Denitra. And he was like, hey, Denitra, or should I say Donnie Wiggins from the Social Proof Podcast? 
delete the whole damn profile right now. It just made me. It scared you. It it shook me a little bit. I don't know if I was scared, but I was like, ugh. So do you find that, and you're out here with everyone, so do you feel like you, you can't date somebody in the circle? I don't. Want to? Want to. Oh. Do you? No. Um... Everyone that we've ever been around, I've automatically in my brain placed them as brother. Mm-hmm. It's safer that way. We're going to make more money together that way. But which one of them do you think is fine? Is well, I don't think anybody's fine right now. No, no. Oh, there's some nice looking guys in our circle. Oh, none of them. I'm I've, I'm so programmed that they're all brothers. Nobody does it for you. No. What's your type? Tall. Mm-hmm. Um, brown skin. Mm-hmm. Low cut. I like arms. I like a, a good like solid. Like a good forearm? Okay, to be really transparent with you, everyone that I've ever dated in the last few years that, that stuck um, did boxing. Okay. They did personal security. Mm-hmm. We do personal security. I like protectors. So you like linebackers. I like, like if we out and somebody about to run up on us, you could just swipe them. Like. Uh. And it actually is good for me. I feel so safe. You feel safe. Mm-hmm. So that's your biggest thing is safety. Yeah, I've learned. Yeah. Is money important? You know, good question. Um, no. Yes and no. Yes to the sense of you must have your own. And I find that if you are making at least over seventy five thousand, this could work. Girl, get the fuck. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. So, oh, no, no, not seventy five in Miami. Wait, wait, wait. Sonia, how much money do you make a year? In my calculator. <laughs> so last year we uh we brought in two million. You did two million last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to be real clear here because if I'm being, you know, I play a lot. Money isn't the thing that moves me with no. a man, but I really don't have the desire to be the breadwinner either in a relationship. Mm. I I did that before. No. I was the breadwinner before, and the guy that I dated when I was the breadwinner, this was years ago. The guy that I dated when I was the breadwinner didn't. He never said he was insecure about things it shows up though it shows up it definitely shows up okay so let's back up so um money for me i have already decided and i know that they're gonna like kill me for this statement but it's my life i've decided that i'm probably going to be the breadwinner Mm. i don't want to deal with someone i've dated someone that made what i made and i didn't like the ego Mm mm-hmm it's going to be somebody in the room that's going to have to head a bigger. Yeah. And it's probably going to be me. And and I know that sounds really, let me back up. Let me say the difference. No, say it the way you mean it. I, I, I am a woman that has a lot of projects, a lot of travel, a lot of always having something. I need someone that can support. So you ideally want a man who is in a position to easily give up what he has going on and come and support you and your. Well, let me add an addition to. So, for example, let's say you were into trucking, right? You mm-hmm. had trucking going on. I know I can put some trucks behind what your trucking situation looks like. That's more money for me. That's money for you. Mm. I want to do something together. I love relationships that are collaborative. I feel like that's not together. <laughs> I feel like I- <laughs> I'll be an investor. I feel <laughs> But do you think that's what men want? They want their woman to be their investor? I don't know. I've I've dated some men that were okay with it, and I've dated some men that weren't. I don't know if I feel like what you're describing is um, together or if I feel like 
you are targeting a type and Maybe. saying, I will turn you into what I want you to be. I'll enhance. Turn you into what I want you to be. <laughs> you have to have a skill set already. Like, I, I can't build with there's no tools in the shed. Like, Sonia. Turn, turn you into I listen, what I, I listen want you to be. This is where I'm at. Let me, let me transfer. <laughs> like, you just going to keep it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Philly term. So, I know that I want children. I don't have any children yet. Okay. I know that I want. How old are you? 35. Okay. I know I may at least want one child. Okay. Right. And I know that I want a dad mom. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting up. A, a dad mom? I've already figured it out. And I know that when I'm sick. Okay. Or I'm not feeling well. I'm a I'm a baby. You want to be taken care I'm of. I'm like, can you get the cup? The cup is the right cup there. Is right there. The cup is right here. Can I'm you that get person. I know me now. I know I'm going to need a man that wants to take care of me. I just know this about myself. I know that um, right now how my life goes. I have I have I have hired things out. Like there is someone that cleans my house. Mm-hmm. There's someone that is my personal assistant that watches my dog. Mm-hmm. I have my life set up to how it is. All I want to do every day is wake up and create content and teach. Mm-hmm. And I want to go to sleep and I want to do it all again. Mm. And I want to travel. So you're comfortable with your house dad or your dad, dad mom. mom. You're comfortable with your dad mom holding down household duties and using and swiping your credit card. No, to no, book no, 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 no. So I said, I'm going to put you in position so that we can make the money together. You still have your own money. So you're going to give him a business. You're going to build a man. No. So so ideally, what I'm looking at is that you already have what. So, for example, like, let's say you already do private security. You already have your private security company. I have the skill set to grow it and Got enhance you. it. So you desire an entrepreneur. Yes. Not anybody who's just good on their job. No. I, you have to be an entrepreneur because I'm going to want to move around. But I'm going to travel. Well, I mean, so you said 75000 he could be a truck no, that's driver. That's what he could be doing right now, but he's going to make more when we're together. Right, right, right. I'm talking yeah. about because they're going to be in your DMs. Oh, no. Yeah, they are, but they are, right? Because there's some guy out there that desires to be a dad mom. Oh, I've met a few. And the only reason it didn't work was because they were too emotional. Now we got to talk about that. Come on. You want a dad mom. No, no, no. I, I want, I want, okay, let's back up. Contrary to what's coming across right now, <laughs> I really do know how to sit the hell down and okay. be quiet and I don't I'm not I don't have to rule the house or anything I, I really want an alpha man in the home no you don't in the home I said you the home you don't the you want a you want a mom dad a dad mom I want a dad mom in there the is sense. not an alpha man on the planet maybe not that will allow you to call can he be alpha beta can he be I mean I guess I guess can there's he be somebody. alpha to the world beta in the home you're, you're an alpha man. You're an alpha man, right? Yes. But you can be, an alpha man can be uh, like very, very domineering and strong and dominant mm-hmm. to the world and gentle with you. That can definitely happen. So he can't, so he can't do dad mom things then? Um, I believe that, I don't know. I'm not a man, but mm-hmm. from my experience, mm-hmm. I believe that, um, so alpha men, I think sometimes we have like a misconception of what this alpha and beta stuff is, yeah. right? And there's a difference between an alpha man and a term that I hate, but it's being used a lot in toxic masculinity, yeah. right? And so I think toxic masculinity says that I can't parent the child and do things and I can't get a cup and take care of you when you're sick. But an alpha male, a true alpha male, they desire to provide for their woman Mm -hmm. and they desire to put you in a space where you feel comfortable depending on them to Mm -hmm. provide for you. So 
And I, I think he would be able. So let me back up. So let's just go back to this trucking example. Okay. So let's say now he's got the trucks up and going. He's got other people with the trucks up and going. The truck is doing, let's say, 75000 in a month. Let's just say. The oh, trucks. now we're in a month. Yeah, the month. Okay. Because just because. So for me, I think a lot of men still need vision and help with vision. For sure. So if I help you. And you, you're, I'm investing. You're a good return on my investment. So when I am pregnant, if I don't want to get on Instagram and talk that day, if I don't want to run a course, I don't think about no damn ebook. Mm-hmm. Like I know you're 75 is we're sustainable. I hear what you're saying. And <laughs> I just, I think it's important that I tell you, you can never say this to a man. Well, we just talking and they didn't have to listen. That's their problem. <laughs> you can <laughs> never. I, I know. But I got you saying to somebody like, look, I really want a dad, mom. And there are men like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. I wouldn't. So let me back up. I know what not to say out of my mouth. I'm talking to you and I'm saying that I've come to the reality thereof that even when I have a child, I'm going to from day one have a full time living nanny. On your on your dating app. What does your what does your about me say? Um, I don't even think I talk about business to be really. Well, what honest. does it say? I don't remember. It when it says say something about yourself. Um, I'm fun and adventurous. I love to travel. Like I think I just talk about the fun stuff I like to do. I so Danny, I really never ever tell people what I do. Like if you don't know me either about the student doctor, you yeah. won't know. Yeah. And here's a good example. The guy I was dating in Florida, right? Okay. He didn't know what I really did or how much I made until we went to Nehemiah's conference in okay. Florida. Neo brought me up for the 100K a month award. I said, oh. It hit me like a bag of rocks. This man does not know how much I make. But he knew you drove a Lamborghini. I didn't have the Lamborghini yet. Okay. I, I think I had, um. remember I only moved one of the cars down at the time. I had moved one of my cars with the top off i don't know but the point is he didn't really know he just maybe knew mm-hmm. like i i had an airbnb in a really really nice location yeah. so he had an idea but we never talked about money we barely talked about what i did and it was just it was okay mm-hmm. and then when that 100k honey and that war had to come home with us in the car mm. oh it was the slowest drive home what did he say he was like so you ready to talk and i was like how long were y'all dating before that? Well, uh, maybe about a year. Oh. Yeah. And he had no clue. What did he think you did? I think he knew about the student loan doctor, but... He you, didn't know how big. Remember, at that time, I wasn't posting about anything flashy. Got you. I was content. Okay. Get, get these loans forgiven. Get these you know? loans forgiven. So, um, I said, okay, well, let's talk. Like, now this is what's going to be. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, felt comfortable to ask him certain questions at that point. I mean, at this point, I'm on, mine's is, oh, my God, I cussed Neo out so bad. Because I remember thinking, like, why would you have him do your detail yeah. that day? Like, because I thought Boo knew. I'm like, no. Oh, my God. Um, How important is being in a relationship to you? I know you want a baby at some point. No, no, no. Let me be clear. I don't just want no baby. I want a husband, and okay. my husband is a reflection. The baby is a reflection of my husband that I love. I don't have to have a child. I got a dog that I really love that gets health insurance. So if I never would have a child, I think I would, at this point, I would genuinely be, genuinely, genuinely be okay. For me, I never woke up, and I still don't feel that way. Like, I need a baby. I don't. That clock has never started. Mm-hmm. Praise God. So, but I know that I do want a husband. I I know I am not fit for this world by myself. Like, there are things I don't really want to do. I don't want to learn um, about a drill, but I know how to work one. I don't want to know about light bulbs. I know how to do it. 
I think I'm talking to Sasha right now. You might be. It's just things I don't want to Let me reintroduce my guest, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Joining me today is Sasha, formerly known as the student loan doctor. She's arrived. No, Donnie, like, all jokes aside, I know that um, I want a healthy marriage and I want... I really I yearn for partnership. Like let me like let me say about what happened earlier. Like so I I like men that you can communicate with mm-hmm. that are your friends first. Mm-hmm. Um, now this is the kind of conversation that a man will respect. Well, that's the conversations we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm looking for a partner, someone I can be friends yeah. with. Yeah, and I'm always at night. And if you're my person, I'm interested in making you better. Like I I'm I'm, I'm so serious when I say this, and particularly, and I feel like in our in our community. I think that um, there's not a lot of people that are genuinely invest in other people's success. Mm-hmm. So when I met somebody like Nehemiah, like, you know, he's my like my brother. He he didn't have anything to gain from me helping me get to the millions. For sure. At this point now, like maybe it's different. Like, yeah. you know, inside this program. Yeah. You know, but in the beginning, no, we were in the trenches and we just wanted the hell out of Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that respect I have for him. And, and I know that I try, if possible, to be that way for others. Mm-hmm. So when I'm dating someone and I and I just feel like if they just knew about or if they just had met or if they could meet and I leverage you and I give you that opportunity, don't fumble the ball, mm. you know. Um, and I'm at a place now that if I am dating you and you treat me like I'm not a unicorn, I'm out because mm. I am one. Were you this way before you were rich? Um, no, you know, I've went through a lot in the last few years. I've lost a hundred pounds. My money is different. So I think my confidence, my confidence has changed. I, so here's the thing. Even when I was heavier, I always was able to get nice men, nice, yeah. attractive men. I've never dated anybody ugly or they were always in shape. It was hilarious. I like, I, that's why I know in, in shape guys like big girls. It's hilarious. Okay. And I'm not at my smallest that I would like to be. I was smaller in the pandemic, believe it or not. Well, really? we, we all probably were. I don't know. But then after the pandemic, I'm like, oh, I stopped walking as much. I stopped biking. I stopped, you know. So When did you lose the weight? What year is this? So I became my smallest between 19 and 20. Okay. 19 and And 20. I remember you telling me a story about that. Mm-hmm. How'd you lose the weight? So, well, I just decided I didn't want to be fat no more. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, so I had went and got the, uh, the gastric sleeve surgery. Okay. So that took off 60 pounds. Okay. And then I just had this flappy stomach I didn't like. Mm-hmm. So I went and got that cut off. That was about 12000 Yeah, he just went and cut it off for me. And I, because I was riding my bike every day and I didn't like how I kept hitting my leg. Girl. Nobody wants to talk about that. Like that little droopy stomach, you cannot get rid of that with just exercise. It like won't cut, go away, cut the bull crap. Like, you got to cut it. No, you got to cut that off. Okay. So we cut that off. And then I was like, um, you know, so what happened was when God was creating me, he had got a phone call. Okay. And he was trying to like do my butt. Mm hmm. And he had got a call. And it was an accident. Right. Okay. And I might have been like another World War Three. You never right, know. Right, right, right. Um, so I had told the doctor, just going to put something back there, too. Oh, you got your butt done? Well, I mean, it's not like a bootylicious. Let me see it. Stand up. No. Let me see. I can't. I don't know which <laughs> reason Let me see. Wait, because gonna... that explains the leather pants, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was. Because um, you've been leather pantsing it out lately. I have. I think she's sitting pretty well. So the thing is, I don't have like this bootylicious butt like I think a lot of women do. And I never, and I actually told the doctor, don't give me nothing crazy now. Okay. I, I want something that look like I just had did a little walking. Okay. You know, I told him explicitly. <laughs> Couple squats. Yes. Give me the squats. But okay. I, I had a formation. Literally, it's how I used to go. It used to go like this. And then like, kid, guy had got a call. And then it dropped off. 
It went straight to your thighs. <laughs> so I just needed him to go like this. Like, just onion it out for me. Just give me a little, give me a little. Okay. So mm-hmm. I know <laughs> I have... I- I have I have I have a few childhood friends that are overweight mm-hmm. and they don't have any problem getting men. No. And somehow I've never understood it, but somehow they the smallest men love them a voluptuous woman. Well, you know what it is? Because now I, I, I come with as like a natural heater. It's, it's going to be a little warmer. Yeah. A little softer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm soft. I'm cushiony. I'm feminine. You know, like I think when you're like too like too much like a man, a man want to feel no man. It's you know, true. and and so like, I I think too it's so interesting. Like my body does different things. Like right now I'm a fourteen. Okay. Um, on a good month, if I'm fasting and doing things, it could be a twelve. Like you know, the smallest I've ever been was a ten, mm-hmm. and I and a ten was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciated a ten. Ten, I was doing different things now, child. You know, mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've, you know I've got, the point is, this is a, this is a family podcast. The, but the, but they, but it's not though. <laughs> But, you know, um, so I think I would like to get back to the, the 12 and, and, and hold still. But what I realized is that every version of, that I've been, um, it was just the confidence that, that that carried it. I'm still pulling the same type of men. It's interesting. I'm still pulling the same type of men at 18. I'm Truly, I think my mouthpiece always got me the best type of men. Do you get more of them now, though? Oh, way more. Yeah. Because remember, now there's a little something back there. Got Remember, you. We I want to see this booty. It, no, I don't know how it's going to translate on this. Set. I can't do that. You can't do that? Yeah, because I don't know. I got okay, system. put the camera on me real quick. Let me just see. Let what? me see. Let me see. Let me see. It's going to change. It's know. not. It's not. You stay. Look at you with a hole behind. I never knew that. I never knew it. I didn't know it. Did y'all get it? Okay, y'all. y'all get it. I know, no, we it's integrity. Ethical, it's ethical. It's yeah, ethical we, 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 integ- <laughs> we, we got integrity over here. But y'all, she got a dunk. And I never even noticed it. Well, Sonya. it's not supposed to look like it's not one. Okay. I'm gonna have to show you off when we get done what it was in the beginning. Yes. And then live. You um <laughs> now I've always had chest. Okay, so these are natural. Yes. And okay. I've always had a nice face. Okay. So what was gonna carry in the beginning was my conversation in my chest. Mm-hmm. Now and I used to tell people, now you didn't let look back there. You stay forward, stay yeah. focused. Okay. Sonia, you remind <laughs> me so much of personality wise mm-hmm. a man. Yes, I am like one. So when, okay, so they be eating me alive in the Social Proof podcast, right? But I think comments, that's why I like you. You 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 have a dominant masculine I, personality I too. definitely have a dominant personality, yeah. right? I don't agree. So I think that we both, I, I think that men and women operate in both their masculine and their feminine. Mm-hmm. And I am very consciously capable of turning mine on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in a very male dominated industry mm-hmm. and you know, you just kind of have to be really, really clear about what mm-hmm. this is and what this isn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey you guys, it's um, your girl, Donnie Wiggins, co-host of the social proof podcast. And did you know that we had a members only exclusive community? Yes. You are able to access David and I on a monthly basis for live Q&A. You are also able to get our episodes before it drops to the general public. You will also get exclusive discounts on our merch. Take a look. And not only that, you're going to get the behind the scenes footage of what it looks like on Social Proof. I'm talking about our bloopers, David and I as CEOs operating our business. You'll even get behind the scenes of some of our successful friends and you get access to this from $5 to $40. You choose your membership access, general admission, family admission, or VIP. We cannot wait to see you on the inside. Click the link in either my bio, the bio of the Social Proof Podcast Instagram page, or go over to David's page, Sleep is for Suckers, and hit the bio. 
file there any way you access it, access it. We'll see you on the inside. And also, you know, when you're in a position of leadership, that's mm-hmm, a, that's mm-hmm. a masculine trait mm-hmm. in itself. But I'm also incredibly feminine and people who know me on an intimate level mm-hmm. are tip- like people who grew up with me. They know, but people who get to know me are typically surprised over time. Mm-hmm. And in the comments, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, Donnie and her masculine energy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting across from you. And and so me and, you know, people who are close to me that I may be sitting with looking at these comments They'll be laughing like if only people knew yeah. the real you. If but only that is me. So, girl, look, I am sitting here across from you. I'm like, this is a whole dude. Like you, oh, yeah. but the the things that I would yeah. tell my homeboys right. about like why you might still be single or why you might be attracting the wrong. Like I will tell them, you lead with money, yeah, and you cocky af, yeah. right, Sonya, you cockiest. AF. Am I, but here's the thing. Am I giving it to a man that I'm interested in? No. So hear me out. It, it, I wish we could have somebody on here that. And I, I just want to be clear that I love you like crap, right? No, I we, know. You are my girl. But I'm sitting here like, yo, so if I got, is this what I'm giving? Well, so, so let's be clear. If there was a man that I was talking to that was interested in this room, I, first off, I would not say half of this. You wouldn't be doing any of this. No. It's because... Because I know that it would be... We're just talking. Yeah, it's just me and you and yeah. the world. We're at lunch right now. We are at lunch. You know what? I think I'm going to start actually having lunch. Yeah. No. I don't know. We don't want to be chewing on camera. No. We're still working through the, the details. But if I was in the presence of a man that I was interested in, and there's mm-hmm. a key word here, because okay. I will brother you real quick. Gotcha. And we will be homies Same. in this joint. Like. For sure. <laughs> but if I was like, oh, no, wait a minute now. Like I would, I would package it up cuter. My voice would change a little octave. Yeah. Um, I think I would be a little daintier, you know. And I think that I think that why I have good success when I'm dating or with someone or in a relationship yeah. is because I do feel like I can give you that that friendship vibe, but still be feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing: like I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I I think that men right now are still trying to figure out who they are. Like this social media stuff. That's a fact. And these memes. That's a fact. And these city boys and all this like. And these relationship Like child, like, like Lord, if my husband around the corner just sent me a smoke signal like this, this right here is a little scary because I think men are, uh, what was it, his name? Kevin um mm, Samuels. Kevin Samuels. God, mm-hmm. God bless his soul. I think I always had appreciation what Kevin Samuels used to talk about. I've always just thought his delivery was wrong. Okay. We Kev- agree. I think that if, 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 and I know that there's new people that are Kevin Samuel coming up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to them. If it is just packaged in a way that women could digest, whether they care about that or not, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to be, they're going to have way more success than Kevin Samuels did yeah. because every woman does want to hear the truth, but it's the delivery of the, your truth, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. The stuff that Kevin Samuels would say, for real, for real, if you would get out your feelings, ladies, and go listen, you could go improve. Mm. But he said it in such a way that it turned you off. You're so emotional, your ass ain't never listened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I used to listen. I'm like, no, this is good. This is good. I'm like, no, I got to write this down. You know, and the thing is, um, I would say to myself, like, no, am I, I don't think I'm no 10 now. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm six, you know. And it used to make you think, like, what are you, right? Like, what? how do you, and then who are you going to attract? So, yeah. so anyway, long story short, I just think that for me right now, dating is just one of those things that I promise you, I give it some headspace, but not a lot. Mm. My purpose right now is way bigger than, than being laid up and, and dating. What is it? Well, I, I'm responsible for 10 people. Like, my payroll is huge. 
Like, so I think about the 10 people plus their kids, mm -hmm. plus the parents they take of, take mm -hmm. care of. So I only have time to be in the headspace about no man mm. right now at this place. Like, so I think that if you in my life, you got to be easing the burden. Mm. You can't add to it. Like you, if you, and this is going to sound like a man again, but if you're presenting yourself as a liability and not an asset, you will go. Yeah. And that's very masculine to say, but I, I'm, yeah, I mean, the, it I is know. a masculine comment, but I, I believe that that's true. I don't believe anybody deserves male or female. I don't believe anybody deserves to inherit a liability mm -mm. in a spouse or in a significant other. We all want some somebody that we can learn from, glean from, depend on. Mm -hmm. um, and that usually doesn't come in the form of a liability. So I don't necessarily uh, disagree with you. But there. people show up who they're going to be um, after the honeymoon phase. So that's, you know, I'm always interested. Like, who are you six months from now? Mm -hmm. You know, um, but again, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying my life right now. Let me ask you this. So people do show up in the honeymoon phase. What do you do differently in the beginning that, that doesn't show up anymore in six months? When that you're dating? Well, maybe not as much. I, I, I've perfected some things, mm -hmm. but I'm very like lingerie conscious in the beginning. Like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm sexy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, let me see how this gonna fit. You know, um, I'm very, I, um, I, I love to cook. Okay. So I'm probably going to cook you down. Okay. First off, the joke is if you're dating me, you're never hungry. I think about your breakfast. I think about your lunch. I think about your snack. And I think about your dinner. And a lot, and, and even though I'm coming off as one way, Food is my love language to a man. Sure. Now I'm not. I'm, I'm not going like clean your clothes or nothing. Now I'm not a cleaner. You know these nails are three hundred dollars. I'm not cleaning anything. Matter of <laughs> fact, I'm the, yeah. Like if I'm cooking. Oh, yeah. They threw, if if they I'm cooking, it. you probably will hit the dishes for me. Like, that's just a, that's a fair. So but I'm going to think about like, I know once you become my person, I'm like, OK, he needs to eat now. It's about three, yeah. three hours done past. Yeah. And then, even if I'm not in the same city as you, I love you enough. I'm sending you lunch. Mm. And maybe you would do it vice versa. Like my love language is Starbucks. So people that date me send know me to send me Starbucks. Right. Yeah. So. Um, I know that I'm very conscious about that super in the beginning. I know that I like fly stuff and I know that I know how to make a movie. Mm -hmm. I have Amex points ready to go for movies. And I think if I really like you, like, oh, I just needed a break. Did you want to like hit this five star? You know, like, I don't know. Um, now, of course, I, I believe a man paying for some things. So I'll say, well, if you can grab the airfare, I, I have everything else. Mm -hmm. But everything else was on point. So I don't feel like I, you know. Anyway, so I think the first six months is always the best time. I really dread when those first six months are ending, though. Because then people become who they're going to be. They become who they're going to be. Mm -hmm. Are you a runner? Do you, like, run away yeah. from friendships and relationships? Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, I might be doing that right now. So um, I've learned that because I have options, mm -hmm. money allows me to go. Like, if this doesn't serve me anymore, mm -hmm. I will pick up this whole production. I will have movers come and pack it up. I will break the lease and pay the difference. Mm -hmm. I will. And I will go. Is this attached to any type of trauma that you're healing from? Maybe. I think that I've learned a lot about myself in the last few years because of my expensive therapy. I've learned that my dad, um, I'm really jacked up by that. But, I mean, I have to forgive him. My dad is going to be the greatest friend, Donnie, but we're never going to be father and daughter right he's gonna let that go okay um i can't even call him for father and daughter stuff he clams up but if i want to laugh and joke with him about i don't know something that was on instagram mm -hmm. oh we're gonna have an hour conversation do you see yourself in your father oh so actually someone i dated met my father mm -hmm. and they said to me i get it now i get you now you're your dad so my dad is an old school player light skin tall used to be football size hazel eyes 
and my dad was at the table like talking his and I'm and I was thinking like oh this not good because oh that's not good when we got in the car he said you your dad I said but I didn't grow up with him he said but you're your dad you have his DNA he said this is this your dad like yeah. he was like you're him I said I didn't grow up with him I kept saying that he was like no 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 he was like because he said some slick stuff to my friend like um, you you gonna marry her? Like you you you're gonna marry something like that? He said something, not something that dad should say. Like not like a homie would say. Yeah. And he was like, I would definitely marry her. Like my friend knew how to hold his his ground, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. Like, oh, yeah, you trying to play me? Mm-hmm. Now we gotta talk about this a little later. But again, I put him in a I put him in a position to be a dad. He's not. Yeah. I should have said this, is my homie. <laughs> That's my brother. Yeah, he could be. Even my brother, who I got reacquainted with, serves more as a father figure. So I've learned that who's my father figure in my life and who's, you know, yeah. in it. So I think that that trauma does show up with men because I think that I'm I'm ready for a man to drop the ball at any moment. Mm. And then I'm either going to pick the ball up or I'm out. That explains so much. Mm-hmm. That definitely explains yeah. so much. You, you, I encourage you. Do you talk to your therapist about that? Well, we need to get back together. So I'll tell you what I think has happened. My schedule changed. And I think it threw off her and I meeting. Mm -hmm. I like her because she's a therapist to many stars and celebrities. So I think that there are different problems. Everyone's using this term first world problems or something Mm -hmm. that that she can understand what I'm talking about. Mm. So I just literally said, okay, we definitely need another appointment. Because there are new seasons, new 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 devils, new levels. Like I think that every time I go to a new level, something new emerges. Yeah, you learn more about mm-hmm. yourself, or you it, you might not even learn more about yourself at every new level, but you. So money just magnifies that little thing that's hiding inside of yeah. us. And every time you go to another level, you discover something about yourself that you need to kind of dig deep into. So I I think right now was interesting about 2023 it is starting very different than I thought it would be I think 2023 is my selfish year I think I put that out there yeah what do I mean by that like I I don't really want to care a lot about different things or people this year intentionally mm-hmm. I'm I think I overcare a, a little too much to be honest sometimes and it's that served me well so I would like to know what does it look like to not care you've had your feelings hurt a lot uh, but I don't let many people in. This might be five, five people that get close. And if you're like one of the five and you mess that up, it's like, oh, done. Know. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to let new people in. Um, because again, remember, I, I just want you to be Sonia's friend. I don't want you to be my friend attached to the money. And Jay-Z said it best. Like people change. My, I didn't change. You change. Like, I think that, go ahead. You don't feel like you people changed around you with money? Um, like my day ones. No, I don't feel like people changed. I I think in my circle, like my best friend for sure went through a period where she thought I changed. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was maybe because I, you know, started hanging with other people that became like my accountability circle. And I just had to sit. We had to have a conversation and understand mm-hmm. where we are. But she did, you know, go through a period where she felt like I had changed. And it wasn't that I changed. I just grew at such a well, I did change. If mm-hmm. I'm being totally honest, when you when you think about it, I did change. But 
I think sometimes when it's people that we care about, we have a responsibility to kind of do an audit together and say, hey, Sonia, like Mm -hmm. these things have changed about me or these conversations I'm no longer interested in having. Or let me tell you why it looks like I'm hanging with this new group of people so much. And it can be confusing. So I don't really have a lot of people around me that changed negatively when it came to me getting money. But definitely um, because we did change. Like my friends were used to the Donnie that was broke. Right. The Donnie that sometimes they had to loan money to to mm-hmm. eat and feed the do- my daughter and get gas. And mm-hmm. now I'm the Donnie that's like I can pay the bill. I can mm-hmm. do these things. So, yeah, I mean, so that's my year to stop changes. doing that. So what I realized in these no more cr- credit card roulette. Oh, oh I didn't play that game. Okay. <laughs> didn't do that no but i know that i am quick to draw my card out oh i got it i got it and it comes from a place of i i know that you don't right and literally my girlfriend said to me the other day she said girl like she snapped at me this is like literally two days ago she was like can i just pay for something because again how my life is set up i have my assistant that's going to take us to the airport so you don't got to pay for the uber then when we get there i have the lounge so we don't got to pay for breakfast then we have the so she was like well what am i going to pay for and I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, it's all I'm going to pay for. And she was like, she's like, I don't like this feeling. And I had to realize that that made her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So um, she texted me. She said, can I just cash app you something? She's like, it just make me feel better. I said, yes, thank you. Yeah. But did you not appreciate that happening? Like, do you ever appreciate somebody saying, listen, stop feeling like you have to take care of me? Because a lot of mm-hmm. us. So a lot of us are first generation everything. Mm-hmm. We're just coming into money. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we we want our friends around us, but we know that some of our friends can't keep up with the same habits that we have. So we take this unspoken ownership of paying for everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking to a lot of entrepreneurs right now that their CPAs are telling them, like, you can't do this anymore. Right. They're feeling like they don't know if their friends are are with them for, you know, the perks or, right. you know, but but it's a self-imposed responsibility. Who gave it to us? You did. Right. You gave it to yourself. Well, so I'm intentional that this year I'm giving it back. So with the people that I'm closest to that I have lunch with most frequently and I travel, I literally set up my mouth. This year it's going to look different. Yeah. And I need to told them that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to say it out loud because I didn't want them to think I was being funny. Why though? Why? Why does it change? Why did it have to change? Mm-hmm. I didn't like how I was feeling after I paid for the meal. How'd you feel? Um, I felt like, you know, what started happening. People stopped pretend reaching. Because they knew. Like just reach for me, child. Like pretend like just. <laughs> Pat on the bag or something. Fiddling with some stuff. <laughs> you just sitting there. You looking. You ain't even asked for the tip. Like, and they ordered all everything they wanted. Yeah. And then, um, but you created that space. Yeah, I took it back. You yeah. created that space. I, I told you, I know that this year is going to be different because I'm moving a little. I don't give. Uh, then they're going to say you changed. Well, that's okay. I'm actually okay for that because mm-hmm. I'm changing back to the version I want to be. Yeah. I think for the last year or two, I was the version I thought I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't like that version. That that person's too overextended. Mm. So the version I'm becoming is, if I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. First off, I don't believe in letting people borrow money. I broke that philosophy a long time ago because God says you should be a cheerful giver. There's nothing cheerful in me about giving you $500 and then you're a happy hour on social media. I'm because not cheerful. Because you're side-eyeing that. Oh, yeah, I'm petty. So you got you got money for tacos, you know, and Not I didn't get tacos, and I didn't get my five hundred back. So if I ever give money out, I'm literally giving it. 
I know that's like going to go above people's head, like, but I get. No, I get it. You I don't give bar. I don't the expectation. I don't, I don't lend to anyone because you don't want. There's this guard that you've put up around you, and I don't think it came with money. I think this is just who you've always been. But I think now you're finally just in listening to you. You're, you're recognizing that. Um, get back mm-hmm. in therapy. Like that's the best thing. Therapy is so good. Yeah, I will immediately. I think we we pay for a lot of things. Um, but sometimes we negotiate that part of like mental health. Yeah. Um, and I I just think that there are new things that I'm coming into. Like I never woke up and said I wanted to have ten people on payroll. I never never a goal for me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to inspire and teach people. Do you think you hired too based on? what you saw happening around you with other people that were just hired? No, no, no. I hired for, I really needed them. For need? Yeah, because okay. my mental health was going to the to the, to, to the can. I'm hearing that so much, mm-hmm. Sonia. Like, I don't want to scare anybody away from entrepreneurship. I really don't. But I think that we have to be more responsible in how we portray it. Yeah. Right? Because we have people who are really stressing themselves out to keep up with an image. And we, you have the money. You may have, you have the money to do it. But thinking about responsibly all of the people who you mentor and the people who are influenced by you, that yeah, just I don't think have that. that. My, I think I do a really good job with my community and tribe about keeping it honest with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I was just telling someone that when I teach my classes, I teach content. I might pitch myself, but it's really the last 20, 30 minutes. I'm super transparent. We just talk. Mm-hmm. And I probably talk to my community more than I talk to my friends and family members. Yeah. Like I know them all. They come on camera. I'm like, is that the baby? Like, you know, like that's the type of community I have. So I think that they catch me with my hair done. They catch me with it not done. Mm-hmm. Might catch me with a bonnet. I don't know. It depends. Um, makeup, no makeup. Um, one girl was like, your lash is coming off. I said, are you here for the information on the lash? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I fix it in real time. The point is like, um, but for me, I think that, there isn't enough social responsibility with this entrepreneurship journey that yeah. that's being shown. I think because we're learning it for the first time, mm-hmm. like we're just in this space for the first time and social media just gives us this like open door policy into everybody's lives and lifestyle. And so many people share the wins without sharing the journey, yeah. including the losses. Mm-hmm. And we've got people who are really, we, you know, people are out there really looking and if if I'm learning anything, like almost everyone that I've talked to and interviewed, there's there's a, a very close relationship to some type of a mental health concern, mm-hmm. not like amazing mental health. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think now I may even be shifting my message just a little bit in success and mental health. Mm-hmm. Like they have to go together. We have, have to, to we have to grow simultaneously in both places. Well, I know for 2023, I'm going to scale back. I've, I've, I've said it like maybe five times. I'm going to sell the Lamborghini. I'm going to because I think that there's a, a financial pressure that I put onto myself that I want to take off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I know that there is a certain number I like my savings to sit on, like a certain five figure number. I like it to sit and that helps me get through the day. Right. And then I think the other part about it is, too, I, I know that there's some things that I want to be a better giver on Mm -hmm. and I don't feel so inclined to give if I'm feeling taxed at the same Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And I am so serious that I want to live in Bali for like three months and I want to make sure that things are paid off in advance for three months while I'm in Bali eating fruit. Are you doing that this year? 
I keep saying I am, so I yeah. think I will. Yeah. It might be my birthday gift to myself. Um, you know, anything I say that I'm gonna do, I, I, I like about myself, I do do. Yeah. I but I but I will go extreme lengths to make it happen at the same time. So that's the probably the unhealthy balance. Yeah. And I think that separates me from a lot of people in terms of being successful. You might think and I went and already did it. Like, you know, yeah. I'm quick to quick to whatever. But um I also will say that this year I know that I'm coming into just feeling a little more grounded. I'm a little older. I'm going into 36. 36 reminds me of 40. And yeah. I have to make some real hardcore decisions. Yeah. Am I going, am I thinking about marriage? And, you know, here's the thing. If you're someone that's really interested in marriage, you start to do things that married women do. Mm-hmm. You should start to hang around married women. Yeah. Start to understand what that looks like. Is this all what it's painted out to be, you know? Do I want kids? What, what do kids really entail? How would it slow me down? Mm-hmm. I feel fulfilled when I feel stuck. You know, I was feeling stuck with my dog at first. And I know that put me in a mental head space. He's a dog, right? I feel I don't, you. I don't do kennels. Like, so then I had to hire a personal assistant. His primary role is my dog. <laughs> and send me pictures of my dog every so often in the day. I'm happy, you know, I could be here talking to you. But my dog's happy right now with a with a whole premium plush bed. He has a certain bed. Most people don't even have a certain bed. Oh, God. He has a bed. You know, he has a little bad hip. So anyway, these things make me happy Know that he's okay, right? So. For me, um, I said that 2023 was making more impact, uh, more content, but just being happy with me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this year that involves like a relationship. Mm-hmm. And if it does, again, Donnie, I'm so serious about this. Like it's got to be added value. Mm-hmm. It's got to be you took something off my plate. You can't feel like you added anything to it. Yeah. Um. Or not, I'm mm-hmm. okay with that too. And being more intentional about networking and being in a room with women like yourself. Mm-hmm. Remember, I came to your event. You did, and I thought that was amazing. And I was like, "Oh, this is what I'm missing." Oh no, because in Florida, you could have this really beautiful life, but it feels lonely for me. And I'm not a natural like networker. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm from Philly. I'm not Joe. I should be. I got you. So going into these networking events in Florida, it's already very pretentious. Do you find it difficult to make female friends in this space? No, no. If So if we're in this space and we're commonly introduced, I think it's easy because okay. I don't come with ego. Mm-hmm. I think it's difficult in a new culture. Like Florida is a different ballgame. The women in Florida are very different. Do you know that? I've noticed. You're bold. Yeah. Even with the dating scene. I've only noticed it in dating. I don't know many female entrepreneurs from Florida personally. Yeah. But I have definitely seen women in the dating scene uh, or out and about. Like, you know, we've done conferences and everything mm-hmm. and all the guys and They're I'll bolder. be out and they they have no problem making a, making a move. I was like, the, the guy I was dating out there, I was like, yo, I was like, I'm going to go to jail. Like, these girls don't care. Like, puppy, you know, and hands is all on shoulders and chest. And I'm like, I am not standing here. Oh, honey. Like, oh, look, lucky I need the Lord. So I said, and I explained to him, I said, see, you don't know me. I was like, in other versions of me. Right. I was like, if you don't cut that short, we're all in jail. All of mm-hmm. us. So <laughs> we started hanging out more and. He would move the girl's hand off of his arm or shoulder. Like, it was a different level of, like, disrespect. I can't imagine you, you in should that never. Position. Oh, you should never. It yeah. Was, I didn't give a damn. I didn't care about nobody's student loan, doctor. You don't care about anything right now. You, like, I'm not caring about anything but me care. and I my mean, happiness. I, and... I'm a genuinely happy, calm, level three person. Mm-hmm. 
But I know that I do have this like temper that has grew over. I don't know if it's a temper, but impatience that has grew over the last few years. It's a little monster that's brewing. And I will go to a 10 if I feel like term is playing in my face. Yeah. Playing in my face in business, playing in my face in relationships, playing my face in friendships. A 10, a 10, a 10. Do you enjoy being that way, Sonia? On a 10? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I'm a three. When? I'm not in life. I'm a three. I have never, ever seen you at a three. But you know what I love most about you is that you are who you are un- unapologetically. But you got to remember, Donnie, when I come to be around you, most times it's around work stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't think we ever just had drinks, right? Mm-mm. We did. We when? went to um, Soho House in Miami. Well, that was a three. Think about that. I wasn't as pronounced. That was not a three. What was that, a five? You were at a light seven, eight. Well, but remember, there was still work, though, because remember, there was a, pur- a purposeful introduction. That is true. It wasn't true drinks. True drinks, I that could come true. down. That is true. That was still work because I wanted you guys to know each other. Just know, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, a true for me, a true exciting day is when I can be my three. Okay. And I like women and men that are threes and fives. This version that you get of me, this seven, or I can go to 10, mm-hmm. I actually don't like those people. Could you imagine that all day? No. <laughs> No, no. So I actually have friends that I know that are true, true sevens and two, true tens of energy. For example, Neo. Neo to the world, and when he's with our friends, right? He's a ten. Neo is very often a ten. But I normally, when it's just Neo and I, I get a three. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite version. Mm-hmm. When he's a ten, it makes me have to go to eight to match it. And then I'm burnt out. By the time I went home, I'm tired. Yeah. I, I don't want to teach. Neo is a 10 on stage. Neo is definitely a three on a one-on-one level. Mm-hmm. And um, and you have you have your moments, but I don't know that I've ever seen you unless you're at a conference and you you don't have the opportunity to speak. Yes. But as soon as you open your mouth, you're a seven. Yeah. You're a seven. Well, I'm, a, I'm there for the room. I'm there on purpose. Like yeah. even when we saw each other the other day for the brunch, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. True story. I forgot about the student loan doctor for that hour. Because remember, in that room, I was a student You're again. You're a student. I forgot all about all of that. And you know what happened? Right after, one of my students came up and said, I'm so excited. Wherever you start, I'm supporting. Chopping on your Zoom every night. And I'm like, and it put me right into show mode. Yeah. to take pictures. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. So, okay, it's fine. But I know that I was in that room as a student, so I didn't think anything about the student loan doctor. Now I'm going to get my questions answered. You know, mm-hmm. of course, Dave was like, oh, you already asked questions. I was like, I didn't ask Donnie. Tried it. <laughs> um, but I think it's okay. Like, even in a room like that, um, I have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Even when I went to To get room. what you came for. Yeah, to make my money back. Yeah. Everything I invest, I'm so analytical. And you are very quick to invest. Yes. Is that a flaw or a strength? A strength. But remember, Donnie, I think I texted you about something before. I only get in a room if I feel like I'm going to get my investment back. I understand. I don't just get in everybody's room. Matter of fact, you don't see me in a lot of rooms. Like, I don't. No. because But every room that I see you in, you're, you're first to raise your hand to make the investment. Because I made my mind up before I got there I was going to invest. Whatever And if you'd be really transparent with you, I already told myself the number. So as long as y'all say that, but that number, I'm going always in <laughs> Like, at, this is the number at the highest so level. Your event was the number. I don't want to yeah. say because I know you're changing it. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but you came under my number. Mm-hmm. He came under my number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Mm-hmm. So as long as we're there, because I know what I projected that I wanted to spend because I know when I'm going to make it back, I'm okay. 
But I would have not just invested if I didn't feel like I could. Sonia Lewis, student loan doctor this year. What has to happen in your life? So um, I'm going to have my own podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have you on it. We're going to like sit the other way. Let's get it. Um, I don't want to say the name yet because it's not trademark, but basically it's a common sense podcast for women. Okay. So as you much as you joke and we joked about me having masculine energy, I think that this has allowed me to make smart decisions. Yeah. I think that a lot of women don't make the best decisions, especially financially, because they're too emotionally led or driven. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that a lot of women don't have other women they can look up to that are not mean girls that don't mean them well. So I'm hoping that that um, podcast provides some food for thought. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a segment I'm going to do called Things Your Grandmother Should Have Taught You. Oh, yeah, I heard that. You, you mentioned that. Yeah, like simple stuff like change your sheets. Yeah. I just saw a <laughs> meme that says single men did a survey and uh, they were saying that they hadn't changed it. They change your sheets like every four months or whenever they think about it. And I thought about somebody I used to date that I believe that statistic. That's disgusting. And I would say to him, I'm not staying here unless we put that in the washer and dryer. Because mm-hmm. I felt like you didn't change these sheets. So men who only have one set of sheets is a red flag for me. Oh, facts. Yeah. yeah. So um, here's how we make it an orange flag. Um, let me get $60. <laughs> and then I'm going to go order it Then I'm going to go order these sheets Or we'll go get them together mm-hmm. And I'm going to go sleep with those mm-hmm. I've had to do that I, Again I think that a lot of times That there weren't women That were in position to raise men Like well yeah. So people didn't have good grandmothers Or didn't have grandmothers Yeah, I, I just That's think things like Changing the sheets on your bed Is a is a common sense thing and it's not so common. I understand. I hear what you're saying, but if I have to tell a man to change the sheets on his bed, I feel like that I feel like I'm digging from the bottom of the barrel. Possibly. It's um, not it's not a decision that I'm it's not so a conversation. Let I'm me say this. Have. Think about it this way. There are two versions of people. The mm-hmm. one that's outside the home and the one in their home. I always want to know somebody's home version. You take me to your home, I know who you really are. Mm-hmm. I want to know about your dishes. I want to know about your plates. I want to know about your towels. I want to know about your washcloths. Mm-hmm. Like women that are plus size, like ladies, if mm-hmm. you are, that's my camera, ladies, <laughs> if you are over a size 14, you need to go immediately and go get the extra large towel. Mm-hmm. The 30 mm-hmm. by 54, I think mm-hmm. it is. Because that regular standard towel, it stops right here. <laughs> You deserve full coverage. You deserve full coverage. When's the last time you replaced your towels? When's the last time you replaced your sheets? When's the last time you replaced your pants? Mm-hmm. Like your bras. Oh, I'm so big on bras and drawers. Mm-hmm. I probably buy bras and drawers more than most people. Mm-hmm. Because if there is anything off about that, that is poverty. Yeah. Like literally. Like ladies, accident happens, mm-hmm. time of the month, whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Don't save those panties. <laughs> Son, yeah. No, a, you. That's you, a fact. You were taught that those are my time of the month panties. They became. Your mom, my mom told me that the, those are your time of the month panties now. Now we throw those And away. I was like, and I used to save them. Like I had a whole bag in my drawer. I know which ones to put on just because another accident. That's poverty, right? So I, I remember like four years ago, I was like, that am I saving this for? So you I, deserve a fresh. I threw away any bra that's, that dragged. 
I threw away any panty that had an accident. Like, this is real talk. Mm -hmm. And I just decided to buy all new stuff. And even now, even now, I'm like, did that snag? I throw it out. I'm so unattached. Why? Because how am I supposed to go make a million dollars and I'm walking around with not the very best on? Does that make sense? I need support. You do. So anyway, common sense. So what that's happening this year, um, I might move. I don't know yet. I might move. To Atlanta? Yeah. Maybe some time in Bali. Definitely time in Bali. Okay. I don't know if it's three months. So we got the podcast. You might move. And what else? And I just need to go ahead and do this. I really want to pay my mom's house off. Mm, that's big. It's only twenty five thousand. That's big. That's all that's left. Yeah, pay that off. I know. Do that this month. I know I didn't. You got it. You know I didn't. I know why. She hurt the hell out of me. You know I know I didn't. I know why I didn't do it last year. I know why, Donnie, because she wanted all these additions made to the home that came like forty thousand. Yeah, ma'am, your 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 limit of giving has ended. <laughs> it's like ended. she got me good last year, and I had to hit her with, "Do you think trees money growing trees?" She does. <laughs> She does. Like, our our she parents said, think it too sometimes. She said it grows digitally for you. Oh, that was good. That's sexy conversation. It grows digitally for you. I was thinking on Instagram. So anyway, um, it's going to be a good year. It is going to be a great year, Sonya. I thank you so much for being. I can't wait to see these comments. Yes. Yeah, first Am I of all, be masculine? let me just say this, you guys. Stay off my girl, okay? I know that Sonya comes off so strong. I am the Lord's child. But she is such a sweetheart, like, in real life. But Sonya, they they came across a little bit today. Sonya, they gone. Don't be saying that you're not coming back on full transparency because of what they do to you in the comments. No, if they love the Lord, they would be mindful that I'm still a work in progress. (laughs) Listen, you guys, Sonya is still a work in progress. However, your girl knows her stuff about her business and these student loans. Like, for real. Yeah. Uh, I thank you for coming and being fully transparent with me. me. Tell us how to find you. So, Instagram, the student loan doctor. Um, I just say Google the student loan doctor. Okay. Um, yeah. How can your audience, how, how do your customers work with you? So I will make sure that we share this in the show notes. We talked about this. Um, what do I want to do this year? I want to make more people uh, money while they sleep. So I kicked off a eight week program uh, where I'm selling and showing you how to create your digital ebook. Okay. So that's actually how I made in one of my businesses a million dollars in the pandemic was through ebooks. Okay. That paid for my houses that I have and, and again, it was cash flow like crazy. Mm-hmm. But I felt so good that I woke up to new monies and I didn't do anything but make it one time. Yeah. So we'll share that. Okay. That's what I'll get to you. Okay. Um, and I think that everybody is the authority of something. And once you figure out what that is, the world needs to know what you have ebook yet? Yeah, I do. You do, you mm-hmm. do. I have a physical book and an ebook. The ebook for me has been my favorite go-to product if things have been slow in in business. Mm. Um, Because what I've learned is people want a how-to and they want it quick and they don't want to wait. So I'm going to make your solution every time. I love it. And we're going to drop the link for that, you guys, Mm -hmm. in the description of this video. This has been another another amazing episode of uh, Fully Transparent. And I am so in full transparency. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something real quick. I used to mess up the name of the Social Proof Podcast. What did you call it? Every single week. I used to call it uh, the Sleep is for Suckers Podcast. Yeah, I used to call it the Sleep is for Suckers Podcast. So charge it to my, is it my head and not my heart? Mm-hmm. But this has been another edition of the <laughs> amazing Full Transparency Podcast. Yes. And you guys get to see the bloopers 
the hilarious guest mm-hmm. and everything that we're talking about, about entrepreneurship, relationships, in this case, panties and men. They should in, go buy some new panties. In full this. transparency. We'll see you next time. <laughs>